welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. One of the most important ingredients in your relationship is your ability to be present in the moment, to be right there with yourself and with your partner. And one of the biggest enemies to your presence is when you go on autopilot, when you check out, when you just aren't there. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about the ways that you cope, whether it's with stress or whether it's with simply being idle or bored, the things that you just kind of automatically do, how to identify them and how to do something different that keeps you present and keeps you in choice about what's happening in your life. And what could be better than that, right? To actually be choosing at any given moment what you truly want to be doing and to do it. So that's what today's episode is about. Before we dive in, I want to get to know you a little bit better. And I'm hoping that you won't mind taking three minutes out of your day to fill out an anonymous survey to help me do just that. All you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash survey, or you can text the word wondering, because I'm wondering about you, to the number 33444 and either just follow the link or follow the instructions and I'll email a link to you. Again, the survey is anonymous and it's just going to help me tailor future episodes, future offerings to you so that I can give you more of what you want. So thank you in advance for taking a moment to fill out the survey. Now, being present and not checking out is also an essential ingredient when you're communicating with your partner or anyone really in your life. And that being said, it's not the only ingredient that matters. And so I put together my top three relationship communication secrets. So these are the kinds of things that will keep you connected with your partner, no matter what you're talking about. And they're pretty key, especially if you have challenging things to discuss, like, honey, I'm not sure I'm in love with you anymore. Or it could be something like, who's going to do the dishes tonight? Whatever it is, these things will help you have the, that conversation more successfully and stay connected as you navigate it. So to download this free guide, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Now, for me, this is a really important and special time of year because I'm coming up on my anniversary with Chloe. And this is actually our first year uh, wedding anniversary. We've been together nearly six years, but we've only been married for nearly one of those years. And so we're thinking about special things that we can do not only with each other, but also for you, because you're here along on this journey with us. Uh, and we're not entirely sure what those things are going to be yet, but there's there's something about anniversaries and birthdays and milestones that 
they're a good occasion to sit back and assess like how are things going and what do we want to do more of or what do we want to do differently so i will definitely be keeping you in the loop about things like that Um, but i just wanted to let you know that this is a special time and some of that energy is going to be going into this episode and next next week's episode and 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 we've got some pretty cool ideas so i just want you to stay tuned for that because it's an exciting time and uh, in the meantime if you are finding the relationship alive podcast to be helpful for you please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue to choose something that feels right for you just visit neilsatin.com support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions and this week i want to thank ann anna jolene lydia drew angie david and marcus thank you all so much for your generous support of the relationship alive podcast and wow even just mentioning the anniversary it just puts me back to what it was like a year ago and i i remember working on the 100th episode of the podcast and you know which was with john gottman and sue johnson talking about attraction if you haven't listened to that episode yet you definitely should check it out and uh, and i was also hitting i think a million downloads for the first time um now we're over two million downloads and overall i was just marveling at how much the podcast had grown and how much being immersed in this world of relationship was really important and helpful for me in my own life so um so i just want you to know that that i really do appreciate that you are here along on this journey with me uh, because so much of this has also been about my own growth in terms of knowing what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate in a relationship and knowing how to show up more fully and that's of course what today's episode is all about because when we're checking out or just kind of going on automatic on autopilot um i said that kind of funny automatic um when you do that then you're not really being fully there with yourself or your partner and there's this theory um i think that we talked about i can't remember if we talked about it with dan siegel or maybe we talked about it with stan tatkin just last week about why life goes by so quickly the older you get and one theory is that the reason that happens is because we automate so many aspects of our lives they just get relegated to the the part of our our working memory where we don't even have to think about it we just do it and before you know it it's done and i don't know about you but for me that's getting a little scary it's getting a little scary because i'm 44 years old at this point in my life and and i see how quickly a year can go by or a month can go by and i don't like that i still remember really clearly being younger and feeling like 
a day or a week would go by agonizingly slow. And now, of course, I think about what I what I wouldn't give to for life to go by a little bit more agonizingly slow instead of how quickly it's going by, how quickly, you know, I'm watching my kids grow up, um, how quickly the summer can fly by here in Maine. And of course, summer is something that we savor when the rest of the year can be so freaking cold. So part of slowing down time and enjoying it more and being more alive and engaged and feeling your attraction for your partner and feeling the aliveness in your relationship is being more and more there. And that's why I wanted to do today's episode because it's so important. And so many of us are victims to our own coping skills. And I'm right there with you. And so part of this is also, just like I was mentioning earlier, my journey around becoming more and more present and becoming a little less automated. So I do want to mention that that this isn't the only enemy to your presence is automation. It's, it's not the only thing that you have to ponder or be aware of, but it is pretty important. So in today's episode, we're going to figure out what it is that you actually do because one of the challenges is that when something is automatic it can often happen without you're even realizing it without you're even realizing what you're doing until you've done it and then it kind of gets put out of your mind uh, until the next time and then you do it again and you you might notice it in the moment and then you forget about it and it's maybe one of the beautiful things about how our automatic um, mind and memory work, but it's also one of the scary things, right? Because all this time can just fly right by without you even noticing, or your partner can just come in and out of the room without you even noticing, even though you had a, a hello and you might've even kissed each other, but you weren't really there. And so you didn't really get the, the juice out of the moment and that juice can be electrifying it can be something you savor uh can be something that fills you up with energy um or it can be something that you just miss completely so let's miss a little bit less of that okay that's what today's episode is about and then once you've figured out what you do we're going to talk about what to do about it so I'm not going to just leave you hanging, although sometimes awareness is all it takes, right? Um, but I'm going to also give you some strategies for overcoming your habitual ways of coping with stress or the ways that you check out, the ways that you dissociate. So maybe the first thing for us to do is to define what does it mean to check out um, and how do you know if it's something that you should care about because I don't want to just assume that all habits are bad habits right like if you have a habit of getting out of bed and pulling on your leisure suit and heading out for a jog 
um, that might be a really good habit to have and to keep, even though it doesn't require much thought. In fact, that might be the kind of thing that you don't want to have to think about, because if you thought about it, you might not do it. So let's just loosely define checking out as things that don't really have much positive benefit for you. And also that there are things that keep you comfortable. So, um, you know, here's a great example. Um, it might be like looking at feel good videos on YouTube. So this isn't actually, you're not like destroying yourself by, you know, like, let's say sometimes how it can feel to look at the news, right? Where it's just like you consume more and more. Um, by the way, checking the news might be another one of the things that you do to cope. But if you're looking at feel good videos, it might be tempting to say, well, this isn't really doing anything bad for me. So this is actually a good habit to have. And on some level, that might be true. In fact, it might be better to look at something that makes you feel better or inspires you versus checking out the news for hours on end. Um, but even just the checking out one feel-good video after another, let's say, wh what that's doing is it's keeping you comfortable through giving you little bit, little hits of dopamine to your brain. And dopamine is not a bad thing. Dopamine is part of what makes us happy in our lives. And, and that's part of what you're doing there, right? Is you're regulating your mood um, by giving yourself little hits of dopamine. But I invite you to step back and look at the bigger picture of whether or not doing that is really contributing in a positive way to your life. How many of those things really stick with you? And sure, it, it may give you something to talk about with your friends. I mean, you've probably had those conversations, right? Where it's like each of you just kind of recounts the funny or inspiring video that you've seen. And then maybe you sit around together and watch the videos together. And there's something loosely connecting about that. But it's a lot different than, say, my preference, which is getting into questions with your friends or your partner, the, the meaty things um, that, actually, that actually make you stop and think about life, about this life that you're living and the choices that you're making and who you really are, what you really prefer, what you dislike and why. I'm giving you a taste of where we're headed here, but it's not all about questions. Um, that being said, I invite you to just work with this definition of checking out as things, things that are maybe regulating your mood, but that in the, in the grand scheme of things aren't contributing all that much to who you are as a person on the planet. Those cute puppy videos are cute and they give you the hit of dopamine and they're, they're fun here and there for sure. Um, but they're not making you much of a better person because what they're probably doing and one of the reasons why they can be fun to check out with is because 
they're resonating with something within you that already exists. So let's work on being more present so that the things within you that already exist can shine more brightly. Um, and I don't know what your feelings are on this, but for me, I feel like the more time we spend checking out, the less we're opportunity we're actually having to shine brightly. So there are two main categories Again, these aren't the only categories, but there are two main categories of ways or, or times when we check out, times when we cope. The first and perhaps the most pervasive of these things, the first and perhaps the most pervasive of these categories is how you occupy yourself when you have idle time. Uh, so this, these are the things that you do uh, to prevent boredom or to prevent whatever comes up for you when you maybe don't have anything to do. So it might be, um, you know, what do you do when you're sitting at the restaurant and your partner gets up to go use the bathroom? You know, do you just pick up your phone and start looking at Facebook or checking your texts or, um, you know, there are any number of ways that our phones, our, our, our smartphones are gateways to uh, checking out, to idle, um, idle time fillers that really don't do much good for you. Um, so that's something to, to pay attention to you. Do you, um, check Facebook? Do you check Instagram or whatever social media? Um, do you turn on the TV? Do you, um, call someone or text someone? What do you do in those moments when you're just idle? And you may not be able to see these things. So... Um, the best way to get a feeling for what it is that you do is to first commit to noticing what it is. So just make that mental commitment to yourself. I'm going to pay attention to the things that I do when I have a free moment. Now, you might be very type A and like as soon as you have a free moment, you're doing something and it could be something actually quite productive like, oh, well, I have a free moment, so I'm going to do the last night's dishes or I'm going to catch up on balancing my checkbook or whatever it is. So and this isn't to to say that those things are bad either, um, though it may be that that is also your way of checking out, always filling your time with something. So that's a slightly different issue here because you're, you're at least getting shit done. That's positive for you. Um, and at the same time, we might be having a conversation about, well, do you ever take space for yourself? Do you ever actually just create downtime or do you always have to be a human doing instead of having moments where you're just a human being. So maybe you've heard that before, and this is one of those times to ponder the truth of that question. Um, I know that for me, I'm often 
a human doing. So, so my own personal journey around this is to enjoy human being moments a little bit more. So commit to noticing those things that you do to cope or to check out when you have idle time. And you might even carry a little tiny pocket notebook with you um, and make a habit of jotting them down. So again, this could just this could literally just be for a day, but if you did it for a week, that would be great. Just write down what it is. You don't have to not do it, but just keep track of it so that at the end of the day or the week or whatever it is, you can look at this list and you can see, oh, these are all the things that I did to fill time. And... I don't know about you, but for me, like when I pick up my phone and I hop on Facebook, 10 minutes can go by, half an hour can go by, and I have lots of things that I'd like to do with my life. And being on Facebook for half an hour um, every single day, or maybe it's several times a day, like that adds up to a lot of time that, um, sure, some of it is positive. Like for instance, um, you know, connecting with my friends who are, who are seeing what they're doing with their lives. That's positive, right? On some level or, um, or being in the relationship alive community on Facebook, which has been having amazing conversations. And, uh, by the way, if you haven't joined it yet, just search for relationship alive community on Facebook. So if you happen to be on Facebook and you have questions about your life, your relationship, or you want to contribute to the conversation that's going there, at this point, there are nearly 2,000 people there who are having amazing conversations about relationships and supporting each other and creating a safe space. So I encourage you to, to come join us there. But don't spend too much time there because that's what this is all about, right? I want you to be present in your life, the things that are actually happening right around you. Because um, that's, again, where the energy is, where the juice is. So there's a second category of things, wait, times that you check out. The first was um, around idle moments. And the second is around uh, when you actually are stressed or triggered or a little dysregulated. Um, the moments when you've got some low-level anxiety in your in your body, then it could be more of the same, right? It could be more um, more Facebook or more texting or more whatever it is that you do. Um, this is also a time when we tend to go into um, like the next level of behaviors of like mood altering um, things. So this could be. Um, when, if you have any sort of addictions running, um, when you turn to cigarettes or sex or porn or alcohol or, 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 or like all those things that, that really, um, on a much more profound level affect your chemistry. And I offer this with zero judgment about having those things. I just invite you to see them as ways you have of coping with the discomfort of not just having an idle moment. Now, an idle moment might lead to discomfort too, right? Sometimes there's a lot of fear in that, ah, I don't know what to do next. Um, 
but maybe you have something going on that's ca- that's actually causing stress for you. Maybe you have a boss who's a jerk, or maybe you um, have some financial stress in your life, or maybe things have been challenging with your partner. Um, and in fact, just my mentioning those things, you might start to notice that you're getting a little stressed and dysregulated. And then you might start thinking about, well, what what do I actually want to go do now? Like now that Neil has stirred up the pot a little bit, what do I want to go do to take care of this feeling? Um, now, of course, I have a whole episode that I did um, back episode number 47 on ways to come back into balance when you're triggered. So I'm not going to repeat those things here, but I do offer them for you as um, ways to come back into balance. And once you come back into your body, then you're going to be more in choice about what you do next. Um Now, what's interesting is like if you come back into your body and you're less stressed or triggered, whatever it is, um, what do you choose to do? Do you choose to pick up your phone and check out Facebook? Like, right. So so we still want to tackle the habits, um, the, the habits of doing these things that aren't really serving us. Um, And and so I'm going to give you some strategies for handling those habits. But first, just to summarize, uh, make a make a list if you can make a list of the ways. And even if you just if it's just something where you hit pause on the podcast and say out loud, speak out loud the things that you do that, you know, you do. Or if you're not quite sure and you're in a relationship or maybe you have you're not, but you have a roommate, someone who's in proximity with you, you might ask them, what do you see me doing What's something that you see me doing all the time that you you wonder what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm sure Chloe would say, Neil, you're you know, like you always pick up your phone, um, and I'm I'm trying to do that less and less. Um, just so you know, like to be perfectly candid with you here. Um, so there are times like where I just leave my phone and. I don't even bring it because uh, that and that helps me um, not do that. But we're, we're going to get into that in a moment. So I don't want to get too far ahead. But so the idea is be aware. So make a commitment to noticing for the next week what it is that you do. Write it down so that you have a way to refer to it. If nothing else, speak it out loud. Ask other people. Um, and these are the things that you do when you're either having idle time or when something is actually stressful for you in some fashion, your ways of checking out. Okay, now before we move fully into what to do about it, because that is important, but before we go into how to fix this problem and how to grow in this situation, I want to take a moment or two to talk about two special offers from this week's sponsors. And 
in order to do that, and because, like I said, this is a special week, it's my anniversary week, I thought I would invite Chloe in to talk about them with me. So hello, Chloe. Hi. And Chloe had no idea that I was going to bring her in. So um, this is going to be an exercise also in our just being totally present with each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of these two companies that are sponsoring Relationship Alive is that they both are companies that have created amazing food and we love to eat. That is so true and very healthy. Yes. And on top of that, um, they're both create, they've both created food that we love to eat. So even more important, it shouldn't be hard to talk about it, right? No, I think we got it. Great. So the first company is this amazing, amazing snack bar company. Mm-hmm. Their name is RX Bar, and they make these protein snack bars that are super tasty, super healthy, and they work really well for people like us who are a little picky about what we put into our bodies. Yeah, so true. And they're really, really clean. I mean, I'm someone who, you know, is very limited in what I choose to eat. And you read the ingredients and you know every single ingredient, what it is. And there's only just a few ingredients, including they put three egg whites in so that there's a really a lot of protein that's coming from natural sources and really holds you. So if you're like, oh, I can't make it to lunch for another two hours, but I'm really hungry, you can grab an RX bar and at least that's what we do. And it holds you really well. Right. You always have at least a couple in your I do. (laughs) I make sure to always have the peanut butter chocolate chip and the chocolate sea salt, because those are our favorites. Right. And because she always has two, I know that whenever I ask her for one, I'll always actually get one. Though <laughs> 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 so you're good at sharing, too. I am. Um, what you just said about the bars, it reminds me of the slogan that we came up with for RX Bar. Oh, yes. You ready? Yeah. RX Bar, they, they hold, hold you. you. <laughs> They haven't started using that yet for some reason. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they're not in the relationship world. Maybe. Um, Although, no, I'm not even going to go there. So RX Bar is offering 25% off your order with them. So that's 25% off their amazing, tasty, healthy uh, snack bars. If you visit rxbar.com slash alive and use the coupon code ALIVE at checkout. Then you'll get 25% off. And you can do their sampler box. You can try all their different flavors. You can try some of our favorite flavors. Chloe mentioned the peanut butter chocolate chip or the chocolate sea salt. I think they have a mint mm, the chocolate mint is yummy. as well. So yeah, we're, we're chocolate fans here. What can I say? <laughs> That's for sure. So thank you, RX Bar. Again, visit rxbar.com slash alive and use the coupon code alive at checkout. I can't wait to go use it. Yeah, I think we'll have to place an order. (laughs) So the other sponsor that I wanted to mention to you 
is also uh, a company that creates amazing food. Most of their ingredients are organic and they're plant-based, gluten-free. plant-based, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, we tend to eat more like a paleo diet and most of what they provide fits right in. Um, their name is HungryRoot.com. HungryRoot, R-O-O-T.com. And they're a service that provides you with weekly meals that they deliver to you, your home that are either ready to eat or easy to prepare. You can prepare them in 10 minutes or less. And they actually mean 10 minutes or less. <laughs> right. We've had some bad experiences, <laughs> where, but not with Hungry Root. Everything has been really simple to prepare. And these are things like... Um, pad thai sweet potato pad thai um with spicy peanut sauce which is really tasty mm -hmm. um or they have this almond butter chickpea chocolate chip cookie dough that <laughs> i've heard you can actually bake in three minutes and, and enjoy cookies but you can eat it right out of the tub and that's what neil does <laughs> pretty much i don't think i've baked a single cookie from you them <laughs> Sad to say, but the stuff is just so good. And it's pretty, what, one thing that I love about Hungry Root is that um, it helps you change up your, your diet. So if you're looking for healthy alternatives to what you habitually eat, and this is an episode where we're talking a lot about changing your habits, then this is a great way because they send you all these amazing things. They're easy to make. You just look at the little menu that they give you and choose something that you haven't chosen yet for that week. And boom, it's done in 10 minutes or less. Um, super tasty. And and then you can feel good knowing that you didn't just eat the same old thing that you eat every day like I tend to do otherwise. <laughs> yes, Sorry. unless I'm cooking. Right. In which case we eat the same thing that you always. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is their their cashew cheese. It You can like mix it with a bunch of different things. And one is making actual um plant-based mac and cheese but you can also i was just eating it with my grain-free crackers and it was just delicious so right and and you made like a stir fry and added the the, the cheese. cashew cheese to yeah. that and it's cashew cheese so it's actually vegan but it adds this amazing cheesy flavor when you use it mm-hmm yeah delicious so hungry root is offering you 25 dollars off your first two orders with them so that's a 50 dollar value if you go to hungryroot.com and use the coupon code alive as in relationship alive at checkout so that's 25 dollars off your first two orders with them um, which reminds me, another thing I really love about them is you can skip a week if you want to. There's no commitments, mm -hmm. um, but then they're there for you as as a service, as needed. So anyway, HungryRoot.com, $25 off your first two orders. Just use the coupon code ALIVE. And thank you so much, Hungry Root and RX Bar for the tasty food and for supporting Relationship Alive and for your generous offers for our listeners. Yes, thank you. And thanks, Chloe, for being willing to just do this spur the moment with me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now you can go finish your breakfast. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> See you next time. Okay. So now that Chloe is back at the breakfast table, 
I'm here with you to finish this conversation about now that we've identified some of our habitual ways of checking out and coping, what do you do instead? So the first thing I'd invite you to do is to think about what you actually would like to do instead. And here's some ways of framing that question. Um, are there things that you want to learn in your life that you haven't learned yet? Are there hobbies or things that you've kind of dabbled in that you'd love to devote more time to? Are there people that you would love to connect with in real life? Friends of yours that you don't see or talk to all that often um, that you could actually um, meet for coffee, let's say, or or have a, have a conversation with them if you're not feeling particularly connected. Um, and, and I invite you to also consider not like your usual friends, the people that you habitually talk to, but think about other people who might be more on the periphery who have intrigued you or who you've always loved spending time with. And I invite you to reconnect with those people or to connect more deeply with them. Is there a goal that you have for yourself, a health goal or a financial goal or a fitness goal? Um, something that would be meaningful for you, maybe that you've been wanting to do again for a long time and you, and you just haven't or ways that you've let certain things go for a while and you haven't addressed them. So what are those things that would be positive for you? And you might also identify those things that you're avoiding because um, that's part of what the checking out is doing as well, right? It's distracting you from things that you actually kind of need to do and you're just avoiding it because maybe it's a little painful or um, it's challenging. And, and all these things that I've mentioned, they do stretch you in a certain way, right? They're, they, they may be easy. It may be as simple as just like deciding, I'm going to do that thing that I've always wanted to do and doing it. Great. If that's you, awesome. Or it may be that you have a little bit of resistance to it, a little bit of fear that's keeping you from just making that easy decision. And this is a good, good time to identify that and to be real with yourself. Like, oh, that's, that's a little edgy or I'm not really sure. You know, I want to, I want to start going to the gym again and, and doing strength training. And there's something a little edgy about that for me. So, um, it's good to notice that because if you don't notice it, then that fear will come up for you. And rather than addressing the fear head on, guess what you'll do? you'll launch into one of your habitual ways of distracting yourself from fear. So it perpetuates the other cycle. So that's obviously not what we want to do here. So, um, so that's why you want to surface any ways in which you might have resistance to doing these things. And in fact, it might be worth taking a moment, whether it's now hitting pause or when you're done listening to this episode and, you know, maybe not driving if you're driving, um, 
to sit and actually list out the ways, the reasons why you wouldn't do that that thing, or the the ways in which you are resisting doing that thing, and why. Um, just getting really clear on that for yourself. So notice that as you're making the list. Um, that may be another time for you where you start getting, you start actually getting stressed or dysregulated. So this is going to be more information for you. What do you want to go do now that you're a little bit, uh, you know, that you're feeling that way? What What's calling to you? So this might help you identify some of those earlier coping mechanisms that we were talking about. Um, and this would be a good time as well to do something to regulate yourself um, when you notice that that's going on. Because once you're a little dysregulated, um, for the most part, all bets are off. Now, there's there are times when that's not exactly true. Uh, for instance, um, here's an example. When I get in front of the microphone to talk to you, I often feel, at least initially, a little bit nervous because I'm not always entirely sure what's going to come out. Um, but for me, that's actually really exciting. So it's not the kind of thing that paralyzes me. Um, it's the kind of thing that fuels me for these conversations that you and I are having. Um, so that's maybe like a lower level of not being quite regulated. That for me is actually being excited. And then for me, that kind of channels me into the zone, which is where I like to hang out with you, is being in the zone with you. Um, so you've got your list of things that you want to do instead. And notice that also one of those things might be nothing. Like I actually want to meditate instead of. Um, doing these things. So I invite you to also choose something like that. You don't necessarily have to fill the void with something. Again, you don't necessarily have to be a human doing all the time. Um, it could be that you do nothing and just sit there quietly. Um, and I'm going to talk for in a minute about a strategy for that. Um, so you want to prepare in advance, though. So you want to really identify, and it's helpful even if you have a big list of things that you want to do instead. Um, and let's let's talk let's talk about the idle time right now. So it's good to have a list of things you're going to do other than um, that thing that you do. But it's helpful also to narrow it down to one thing, just for the sake of like the next week. So um, while there may be several things that you're going to ultimately be doing, right now just pick one of them, and or maybe two if you want to have a little bit of variety, so that you don't get you know analysis paralysis when it comes down to doing that different thing. You don't want to get stuck with like, well, I could do this, I could do that, what am I going to do? And then that's just going to cause more stress for you. Trust me, I know. Um, so choose choose one thing. And that'll, that'll just be your experiment. So that's preparing in advance, like kind of laying out the groundwork, imagining, okay, when I'm idle, instead of doing 
these things, I want to do this. And and even imagining for yourself what that's going to look like, what it's going to feel like to do the other thing um, instead. Now, the second thing that's really helpful for you when you're in the moment is to have some sort of pattern interrupt. Because when you are operating on autopilot, and as we spoke about early on, most of these things are just happening automatically, right? You're not thinking about it at all. So the way to disrupt autopilot is by doing something different, something out of the ordinary. And you might have to force, you might have to force it. Um, but here are some examples. For instance, if you tend to pick up your phone and look at your phone, well, one option is to just not have your phone with you. Um, and that was something that I mentioned earlier. Another option might be if you habitually go, let's say, to Facebook, um, well, you might delete Facebook from your phone. That would be a pretty serious pattern interrupt. Or if you use Facebook to communicate with people and deleting it from your phone completely isn't an option, then you might move the app to a different location. Like if it's something that's really easy for you to click on on your phone right now, um, and sorry, Facebook, I don't mean to pick on you, um, but if it's something really easy, then you might move it to a different location entirely. Um, you might move it into a group of other apps so that it actually takes like an extra step or two for you to get to that thing. So that's so once you've done that, the next time you say pick up your phone and go to click on Facebook, it's not going to be where it used to be. And now don't worry, it, it doesn't take long for you to remember where you put it, probably. Um, and sadly, it won't take long for you to automate the new location. So you want to seize the moment of using the pattern interrupt and noticing like, oh, I'm about to do that thing. I'm about to go to Facebook. Once you notice it, now is your chance to do something different. So, um, so there was changing the app location, not having your phone with you. These are all phone-based things. Another thing that you can do if it's not something phone-related is you can actually change your physical position. So you could stand up or sit down, or you could even do something silly like just kind of scratch your chin or um, smack yourself on the top of your thigh or, um, you know, don't do anything that's going to get someone to call the ambulance on you or anything like that. But actually changing your physical posture or position is a great way to interrupt a pattern because usually the way that you are in your body is part of the habit. So if you change what you're doing with your body, then that will keep you from just launching into your habit. Uh, another great pattern interrupt is to have a mantra that you'll say to yourself when you start to notice that you're about to do something habitual. You have this mantra available to you that helps you uh, switch gears. And it could even be something like that. It could be switch gears. So um, you pick up your phone, you go to click on 
I'm not going to say something different because otherwise you might find yourself just kind of going to Facebook for no reason. But let's say you pick up your phone and you go to text someone. You could say to your, you could notice that that's what you're doing and then say to yourself, switch gears. And I might even use my name. So switch gears, Neil, switch gears. And, and then once I've said that, I might change my posture, change my position, take a deep breath. And then at that point, remind myself of what it is that I wanted to do instead and do that thing. There is a, a, a point where you have to just do it. Um, and this goes for, for the even deeper um, addictions that we were talking about earlier is noticing when you are starting to get triggered, noticing when you're starting to get dysregulated so that you don't even head down that road um, because you know what's at the end of that road, right? So why, why, why travel a mile down that road if you know what's at mile two, right? If you travel even 50 feet down that road where you start to notice the signs of being triggered or dysregulated, maybe you're breathing a little bit differently, maybe you have a weird feeling in your body or your chest, or you're having trouble thinking straight, or your palms are getting sweaty, or you're feeling a need or a compulsion to do something, um, then that's a sign. Oh my goodness, here I am. I'm dysregulated. And it's time to do something about it. So um, reminding yourself what it is, noticing that that's what's happening with you. Um, if nothing else, and again, I invite you to listen to episode 47 for deeper strategies about how to deal with being triggered. Um, but if nothing else, you can turn to your breath and just pay attention to your breath. Change your physical position. Change what you're thinking about. What is it that you were thinking about that was leading to being dysregulated? Focus on focus your attention on something else, uh, in particular something that makes you feel joy or gratitude or um, or hope. Um, these are great ways to change your emotional state and shift you out of a place of being triggered or dysregulated. So whether we're talking about um, how you handle being dysregulated or how you handle idle time or boredom or nervousness, uh, it's also important to reward yourself. So after you've successfully done something else, make a note of it. Um, and it might be just something that you put in your calendar, like where you make a little, a little X on your calendar or in your, your day timer or whatever it is. Um, just a little indication that, oh, today I was successful. Um, today I shifted my attention onto something that was really important for me instead of just this checking out thing that I did. Now, I started the whole conversation with talking about the importance of presence. So while while we're talking about like all these positive things that you want to do instead, like, oh, I want to grow. So, you know, maybe, you know, rather than just texting a friend, I get out a book and I always have this book with me and I'm, and I'm reading, I've always wanted to read the Bible. So I'm going to read the Bible instead. You know, that would be maybe a really positive thing for you to do instead of just texting people randomly. Um, but being present is also one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself 
when you are overcoming a habit of checking out. There are any number of ways to get present, but I'm going to give you um, something that I think is fun and also really powerful um, and a little bit different than your traditional ways of presencing yourself. I'm going to invite you to choose one of your senses. Um, So sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, if taste is appropriate. Um, And if you're a little woo-woo like me, you might also think about your sixth sense, your intuition, your, your, what you feel in your gut, that sort of thing. So what I'm going to invite you to do is instead of doing any of those things, when you notice that you are about to launch into a habitual pattern of checking out so that you can cope with whatever it is, Use all those pattern interrupt strategies to stop yourself. Use your mantra, switch gears, whatever it is. Stop, stop that right now. <laughs> you know, how about something new? How about something new? You know, that might be a little bit better than stop that right now. How about something new, Neil? How about something new? So then choose one of your senses and focus your attention there. So um, here's an example of this. The other day, I was at a restaurant with Chloe for uh, brunch, and she left to visit the powder room. And so during, they actually have a powder room at this restaurant. It's kind of weird. But anyway, um, she came back all like cloudy and white, and it was kind of bizarre. I'm just kidding. That didn't actually happen. But she left the table and so I just decided to close my eyes and focus on what I was hearing and so I could hear the music that they were playing that I had barely noticed before um, because it was actually quite loud with conversation in the restaurant but I could hear the music and I could make it out and I even started kind of moving to the beat a little bit and then I could hear the sounds of silverware on the plates And I could hear snippets of the conversations that were happening around me. And I could hear it all coming at me in like a big wash. And then I could focus on individual aspects of it. And I got really pleasantly lost in what was happening there in the moment as I was taking this all in and sort of very modestly kind of swaying there in my seat as I was listening to the music and just really feeling what it was like to be right there. And then Chloe reappeared, you know, with, you know, all powdery and, um, and it was great. I was right there. And, and I, in fact, not only was I right there, but I was even more there. And that's the gift of, choosing to stay present instead of choosing to check out um, is that you become even more there. So if you're, let's say, in bed waiting for your partner and your temptation is, well, you know, my partner, they're like getting washed up or whatever. So I'm just going to like check my email one more time or, you know, whatever it is. That's the temptation, right? It's so easy. But instead of doing that, if you focus, let's say, on touch and what it felt like to have the sheets against your body and what the quality of the air was like. Is it humid? Is it fresh? Do you need to open a window? (laughs) Whatever it is. Um, What that feels like. 
Um, you might focus on what what it smells like there. I mean, I love the sense of smell. It's one of our most primitive senses, right? And um, you know, what do you smell? Do you smell the the spices on your fingertips from the meal that you cooked for dinner, or do you smell? Um, your partner on their pillow, you know, and, and how sweet that is to like, remember that they're, they're going to be there momentarily, or maybe they're not there. And so you're just reminded of them. Um, whatever it is, um, being there in your senses and orienting to what is happening right now. What do you see? What do you see in the room around you? Um, can you notice these things. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few episodes ago with Gabrielli LaChiara, where we were talking about this strategy of presencing yourself through energizing, through really noticing what is there around you in the moment. Um, it's powerful. It makes you more there and it makes you more available for whatever is happening around you. So whether it's your partner who is now sitting in front of you at the restaurant or whether you're by yourself in the checkout line at the grocery store, it makes you available to the people who are around you. And you never know. I mean, I have friends who uh, who got married. They met standing in line at a coffee shop. So there's all kinds of opportunity there for you if you're willing to be, just be there in the moment. So yes, do all those things that are positive for you. Choose the growth that you've wanted. Choose to go to the gym instead of checking out. And just, you know, if you spend an hour looking at the blogs at lunchtime, well, you could easily spend an hour at the gym, right? Of course. So I, I recommend that you do those things for sure. And I also invite you to experiencing deeper presence through your senses in any given moment so that you can connect more deeply with the world around you, the world right next to you, the world within you. Because, of course, as you connect with your senses, it will evoke experience within you. It'll evoke feeling and, and emotion and, um, and you don't know what's going to happen next. And that's why presence is such a key to living a vibrant life and having a vibrant relationship and getting the juice, that word, that word that I've brought up several times today. Your presence is key because there you are digging more deeply into your experience. And there is almost always more there available to you if you are willing to give it your attention. And when you're giving it your attention, I guarantee that you will be surprised at what happens next. I can't guarantee what that will be, but I guarantee that it most likely won't be something that you would have predicted. Because even those predictable things will take on a new quality to them. Because you won't be trapped in your story about them. You'll be awake to what else is going on. And it's that awakeness, that aliveness, that's going to help you feel vital, um, engaged. And like I spoke about at the very beginning, it will slow down the time. 
so that you're able to truly savor each moment that you have. And these moments that we have with each other are precious. So with that, I just want to share with you how grateful I am that you have taken this time to be here with me today. This is a longer, I don't, my solo episodes aren't usually this long, right? But I'm, I'm so happy that you took the time to be here with me. I feel so much gratitude for your being on this journey with me. And, and I want you to know that it's important to me that you are important to me, that your health and success and vitality is important to me. And, uh, and I just appreciate your willingness to be here with me. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great week. We will see you next week with Ellen Bader and Peter Pearson who were here a long time ago talking about lying. And that's not what we're talking about this time. This time we're going to talk about the ways that relationships develop and how to identify where in that developmental cycle you are and, um, and how to navigate the challenges that come with each place along uh, a relationship's development. So it's going to be a rich conversation with Ellen Bader and Peter Pearson. And, uh, in the meantime, have a great week. Oh, one last thing. Um, I, do, I do read the reviews that people write on, on uh, Apple Podcasts of Relationship Alive. And the most recent one is pretty funny because someone wrote like, I think I'm reviewing this by mistake, but I love this podcast or something, something like that. And I, I have to say that I appreciate whoever you are <laughs> that did that. And if you haven't had a moment yet to, to write a review of the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, please take a, mo- a minute to, to write, you know, what's, what's impacted you? Would you recommend it to other people? The more reviews that are there and the more people who subscribe on Apple Podcasts, then the higher Relationship Alive goes in the search rankings. So when people are looking for great advice on how to do relationships well, they'll find us. So um, if you have a moment to do that, that's great. And if not, um, you can just go read that review. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's just a couple lines, but it's like, well, I found myself here and I just want to tell you how great it is. So thank you, whoever you are. Okay, that's it. I'll see you next week. And until then, take care. And uh, I hope you enjoy being even more deeply present in your life.